Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Monday, June something. I don't know. What is today? 11th, maybe? June 11th? Yeah, it is. Because I have my checkup on the 12th, which is tomorrow. Uh, this is the first you guys are hearing from me, post-surgery. Um, sore. Uh, fuck, I don't know. There's no word. I've been trying to think of like a word in between being sore. I mean, I'm not dying. I'm okay. But I'm sore, like my fucking like holding my neck up. If I'm not laying down or rest, I'm laying down right now, doing this podcast, laying down, listening to the rain outside. It is a wet, rainy Monday. It's been a wet, rainy summer. We have a freaking flooded yard. We don't need any more rain. It can stop raining now. But we got a chill, rainy day, which is probably good because I've been just going crazy. Like my neck hurts. And I know I've been doing a really good job at resting it. The first couple of days, I really, I did a really good job of keeping it cool. Uh, the VA sent me this thing. I don't know why. I think it's the coolest thing ever. It's, I'm sure people use them all the time, but I can either, it's like hydro. So you put water in it and you can cool or heat a uh, pad that comes with it and you hook it up to it and the water runs through it. And man, that thing can really get your neck cold. It can really get your neck hot. You can switch in between their settings to like, it'll do like 10 minutes hot, 10 minutes cold or something. And I don't really use all that, but I did I did a really good job of keeping it cool for the first few days, keeping the inflammation down and keeping the uh, swelling down. Uh, I don't know, like the day of the, the day after the day of a surge sore. I mean, that's the only word I can use. It's just sore. I'm just so fucking sore. Uh, the first day, obviously you're sore, you know I mean? I was on painkillers for the first couple of days and I don't, I haven't taken one in two days now. And I'm just kind of one of those people where it's like, I don't have to, painkillers help. They're nice, but I don't have to rely on them or need them. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Uh, I haven't had painkillers through this whole thing. So it's just, I, I, I would have like, I've, I've expressed this on other podcasts. I wish, I wish I would have got some here and there. Like it's a nice little relief from it, but I don't want to have to rely on it, depend on it. Which is not, not what I want to do. Uh, a minute ago, I had to stop this because the dog's sleeping next to me. Because if she's in any other part of the room that I'm not, she'll lose her fucking mind and have an anxiety attack. Well, she's sleeping right behind me and she started having a dream or something. She's like barking and yipping in her sleep, which is pretty normal for dogs. It's funny. It's just funny that it was happening right behind me. I like lifted her head up and she's just limp, still like uh, barking or yipping in her dream. And super funny. But... Yeah, the one cat's still pregnant, of course. I had to give her a bath this morning. It, uh, I guess she got out in the rain or something, and she came in just disgusting, and I gave her a bath this morning. That's fun stuff to talk about. Uh, the next stuff, so uh, what morning was it? Saturday morning I woke up, and I had feelings in my left arm that I haven't had in a long, long time. Like, let's just say five, six months since all this stuff kicked off, and... I was just laying in bed, just rubbing my arm, and I'm like, oh, it feels so different. Robin was sleeping, and I didn't want to wake her up. I kept rubbing her back or touching her, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I could actually, getting all these weird sensations in my arm, and it got emotional, weirdly emotional. I'm going to try to tell you guys a story without getting too emotional. You know, and I I just, I, I was sitting up and a lot of stuff, and Robin got up to go make breakfast, and when I went out to eat, I sat at the breakfast table for about a minute and I realized, I didn't, I mean, I realized it pretty quick, but that I was not in pain. Like I was sitting in a wooden chair, was sitting up and down on a wooden chair, like sitting at the kitchen table was one of the worst spots for me. And, and I sat there all the time because I just, I wanted to be tough and I want to tough it out and not be a puss. And, 
and eat dinner with my family and stuff, you know, so I'm getting too emotional already. I uh, I was sitting at the table, you know, for about a minute, and I had to get up and come in the bedroom because I was crying because I was so happy that I didn't feel pain in my left arm. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. But it was like the first time in so long that I sat straight up and down, and I didn't feel my left arm, didn't feel like it was on fire. Uh, I laid on my stomach uh, without feeling a bunch of pain for the first time yesterday, the day Saturday, I really couldn't do it. But yesterday, like, so I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I sleep on my stomach. I've slept on my stomach probably my most, most of my life. And with this injury, I couldn't sleep on my stomach at all. Like, as soon as I lay on my stomach, my left arm, just tension starts building up. And then it's the weirdest feel, feeling, like I'm being electrocuted until it's about to explode. And I have a crazy acupuncture story that I'll save for some other time. But, or should I just tell the acupuncture story? Have I told the acupuncture story? I might have to check on that. I don't know. So maybe I'll tell you guys about it later. Well, just anyway, I've been able to sleep. I slept on my stomach last night for the first time in so long. And it sounds stupid to get emotional about. But when you're in pain all the time and, and it's gone now. You know what I mean? It's not gone. My shoulder feels like it wants to explode. I'm still super sore from the surgery. And I'm not getting too worked up about it. I know I have a lot of recovering yet to do. And I'm still taking it very easy. I'm not out doing anything crazy. I have kept it really loose this entire time. I'm always stretching it. Uh, I don't just hold it in one position because when it gets stiff and sore, that's when it gets the sore the most. The most sore is when I it gets stiff. Like if, when I wake up, it's really stiff. Uh, if I felt, took it, yeah, mostly after I sleep because while I'm awake, I move it around a lot and I stretch it and I keep it loose and it hurts like hell. Like I said, sore isn't even a word, but I'm I'm excited about the stuff going on with my left arm though. That's like really good that you guys don't know, man, how much pain I've been dealing with for the like the last six months and for most of it to be gone. I mean, I still I'm dealing with the new stuff from the surgery, which is whatever, I don't care. But for a lot of that pain to be gone right now, it's just amazing. I'm having weird pains in my left shoulder today. And I don't know, like I, my mom, who was telling me, I think Robin was telling me, you know, they they went in and they dug around in there. Mike was telling me on the phone today. My buddy Mike called, you know, and there's, you know, I have recovery to go. And it's, I'm just me, you know me, I'm too excited. And I'm just like, oh, I'm feeling better. I just want to go. I want to go. There's so much that needs to be done. And like the lawn needs to be mowed and teaching the kids how to mow the lawn. They were supposed to today. But I mean, they already know how to mow the lawn, but they just, I don't really make them mow the lawn like I should. Well, they're going to start mowing the lawn all the time it's good exercise uh it's good for them to like get the fuck out of the house and go do something instead of play video games all day and i'm guilty of letting them sit there and play video games a lot but i've been down and out so i haven't had a chance to be too too uh too hands-on with them and teach them stuff i want to get them back in the gym i want all my kids to learn how to fight at least defend themselves for sure uh yeah <laughs> what else what else was i going to talk about bailey so that's the arm stuff. I'm I'm excited. I, I do I do feel better already. Uh, the post surgery stuff is kicking my ass. I'm super sore, but hey, I'm getting through. I'm laying here. I'm talking to you guys. Uh, it's a rainy, shitty day. There's nothing else to do. I could either be playing video games uh, with the kids, or they wouldn't even let me play. Here's a funny story. So my kids are always like playing online video games, and I play them too. And they all like have off, they're all like their Xbox status while they're playing is offline. So you can't see what they're doing or whatever. None of them want to play with me. Like, I feel like if my dad played video games, I'd be like, let's do this, you know? And I don't know, maybe I'm just old and I expect my kids to want to think I'm cool and I'm not and whatever. I don't know. 
but they don't play Xbox with me hardly ever. I play with uh, my buddy Matt. I play with uh, Richie. I play with other people, but I never play with. I play with strangers more than I play with anybody else, for one. <laughs> but my kids never play with me. Just throwing that out there. And maybe it's not cool to play with dad. I get it. I get it. Whatever. But as soon as I'm recovered from this, we are going to definitely uh, get out and do a lot more outdoorsy stuff. And I got to start getting back in a routine and cycling back into work. Uh, not going to lie. I don't want to go back to work, man. It's like, ah, work, you know. But I got, the bills have got to be paid. And I got to, you know, hold up my end of the bargain around here and stuff too, you know. So definitely going to go back to work. I don't know what I'll be doing right away or what's up with all that. I haven't really talked to work too much yet. But I will soon and i'll let you guys know what's up uh what else is new dog right when i asked her that she farted oh hilarious i'm trying i've stopped it i would laugh too hard i can't i didn't maybe i should have just threw it in there but i have a staple in my head still so when they did the surgery they clamped my head down so it wouldn't move which is probably a good thing when you're doing neck surgery around nerves and spine and stuff well i didn't know that it's like it busts my head open in a couple spots and they had to put staples in and they're gonna remove them tomorrow so I hope I explained earlier much about my neck, you know what I mean? I just went in for the surgery, I come out, and I'm just sore now, you know? It's just surgery, nothing to really talk about, you know? And the things with my arm that are getting better are definitely, dude, I'm, it made me emotional. I'm still emotional about it. But uh, I'm going to clear my throat. Man, <coughs> space bar was too far away. I'm sorry, you guys. Don't get mad at me. Uh, I still take my muscle relaxers, too. Um, they've been knocking me out lately, which I like. But I get a lot of muscle spasms and stuff going on in my neck and my back sometimes from all the trauma, you know, from the surgery and blah, blah, blah. Uh, UFC 225 this weekend, uh, Whitaker versus, uh, oh, my God, can't even think of his name. See, I'm all out of it right now. Uh, you guys, are, most people don't even care about me talking about MMA. But these fights that happened last weekend, it was uh, the Soldier of God. Freaking, jeez, y'all Romero. Come on, Dave. All right. Uh, was an awesome fight, actually. They both banged it out. Everybody's controversial. Who won? Who didn't win? Mm, I was, I'm an old man. This is after midnight. I was dozing in and out. And Tupa came over to watch with me. He was dozing in and out. It was just like, whatever. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos didn't shut up Kobe Covington. So Kobe Covington is still running his mouth. And he's backing it up now. So... He he did good. I don't know. A lot of guys. It was a lot of good fights. Um, a lot of them were nil because it was like both fighters were really good and they all just kind of uh, trump each other a little bit. No pun intended, Trump. Is that, I use that term a lot and now it feels weird because it's the president. Uh, and I, did, I didn't even say I trump it. Well, maybe. Is that what the word Trump came from? Like I trumped your... In cards. I know in cards it's a big term. Jesus Christ, I'm talking about card terms. Anyway... Still listening to the rain. Robin said it's supposed to rain until about 5 p.m. Which is okay. I'm stuck in the house anyway. I don't need to be outside doing stuff. The yard needs to be mowed. Uh, we're still getting ready to go to California. I got my checkup tomorrow. Get the staple pulled out of my fucking head. I guess I have two of them. I can only ever find one, though. I'll be scratching the side of my head. Thinking. Scratching a staple. Uh, I don't know what else is going on, you guys. Maybe not that much to talk about. I like 11 minutes. What's up, dog? Let's talk about something. Uh, Facebook, I've been going down rabbit holes, reading shit on Facebook. Oh, the Anthony Bourdain suicide, which sucks because I loved his shows. He practiced jujitsu. 
uh interesting guy obviously dealt with some demons man like suicide is no joke you know and i think this whole new everybody's doing this you know they're all talking about this reach out to someone you know what i mean and they're not going to reach out to you if, if somebody's struggling a lot they're not going to reach out so i don't know but i just don't think everybody has a loved one in their life that cares about them that much you know what i mean and that's sad i'm i'm blessed to have so many people in my life that care about me that you know what I mean? So through this whole thing with all this pain, if you, if I would tell you right now that I'm, I'm some people already know I went through this, I was on this gabapentin. Uh, it was to dull the nerve pain and I was on 1800 milligrams a day and it started giving me suicidal thoughts. Like I, and I was still working at the time. So I was going through hell. Um, I never really tried it. <clears throat> never tried it after like I did, they never put me back on it. And for good reason, cause I was getting all suicidal on it. And didn't want to live anymore. I was in so much pain and working at the time. So, you know, not working anymore helped me a lot because it was just hell. Trying to make it through 10 hours out of the day. And then I started getting frustrated because I was going to physical therapy and missing work, losing PTO. And it was just a huge stress for my life. And at the same time, I was on this gabapentin. And it made me fucking crazy. But got me off of that, weaned me off of it. And I, I started getting, you know, feeling a little less depressed. But at the same time, I quit. I, I, I stopped working and I went on disability. And I just couldn't do that job anymore. Uh, um, I'm excited to maybe go back to it. You know, if I can go back to welding, you know, and stuff, I, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to go back to doing it uh, for now. You know what I mean? To pay the bills for now. Honestly, in my mindset, though, I don't know if that's the job I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I don't know if I've explained on here before, but as a welder at PS Doors, I know the military instilled this into me to always want to be promoted and always want to move up the chain no matter what. And that's what the military put in me. PS Doors welding in 20 years, I'm going to be standing in the same spot, welding the same shit, maybe new stuff, but welding stuff day in and day out. There's guys there that I'm, I'm older than them and they got 10 years on me already in the company. So, and they look at it, they don't always look at it like senior, you know, the person who's been there the longest gets to be a lead or gets to move up. Even if you get to be a lead of one of the colors or whatever we got going on at work doesn't matter like it's just you're gonna be doing the same thing over and over unless that's if you love to do that good on you but I don't think that's what I love to do and I don't think that's what I want to do for the rest of my life I'm definitely I want I'm gonna go back to working there duh and you know doing what I do but I think I'm gonna look at some different career choices um I don't know if I want to live in North Dakota my entire life you know what I mean we're just the kids and stuff are all here so we're just kind of here now and I know Robin doesn't want to live here forever either you know, my, I got family set up in California that it's just I would love to go be with my sister and my mom and Danny and all them and uh, get my dad out of South Dakota, move him to California, man. That would be awesome if we could all just start get out of the Dakotas and go. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with North Dakota. I'm not saying that. I love North Dakota. I love being here. I really don't know if I'm ever going to move. Those are all just dreams of moving out of here or whatever. But I think by the time we can move, when the kids are all up and grown and gone and financially we're doing good or better than we are, like, I feel, I feel like we're going to have too many roots dug into North Dakota to want to leave. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Uh, the winter's here. Like, we all bitch about it, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Who knows what the future, you know what I mean? I don't even try to think past next week. Like, my next big thing I got going on is my checkup tomorrow, get the stable pulled out of my head, talk to the doc, and see what she thinks of some of the stuff I'm dealing with right now. And that's, you know what I mean? That's as far as I got planned out. 
and then next week we'll be in California. So we'll start, you know, I'll start getting mentally ready for the trip here as the week goes on. But I'm not stressing about it right now. You know, all people stress from stuff that's coming up, and I just try not to, try not to bother me day by day. Let's get through this rainy Monday. Let's just uh, rest this neck and relax, and just jumping in tomorrow to get my appointment out of the way, my checkup, and see what the doc has to say. I talked to her after the surgery, obviously, and she said, you know, it all went well. Obviously, I don't know how many doctors are going to tell you it did, it went bad. Uh, I mean, mean, maybe they'll tell you it went bad if it went bad, but she let me know everything went well. Uh, She thinks they definitely improved some things going in there and and clearing out some space for my nerves and whatnot. So awesome. Hope it worked. Uh, I can kind of tell it already did work, honestly. So like sitting down and not feeling pain in my arm. Amazing. Like I can't, I don't, I don't want to, Jesus. It's, it was great to finally not be in pain for like the first time in five, six months, however long it's all been. This has been a trip. It's been crazy for me. And oh, I'm excited to get back to the gym. I'm excited to get, get outside and play catch and do stuff with my kids without, you know, being in pain. Uh, you know, and I still did a lot of stuff with everybody, even while I was going through all that, you know, and can't stop living. Really, you can't. Uh, pff, what else? Oh, so... I wasn't talking about the Facebook shit, like on Facebook or I don't know. Instagram's funny. I just read the comments and stuff. I don't really comment too much, but on Facebook, man, you can go down some rabbit holes. And I got into this racial thing the other day, uh, and I shouldn't. Like, I don't, I don't, Jesus. You know what I mean? And I don't even try to understand what black people went through uh, or what they go through still. So if you think black people don't, or people aren't racist towards black people still, you're crazy. My brother was just up here visiting a month ago or whenever it was. Uh, and you know, the Nate, my neighbor guy was blatantly racist towards him. And it was just, my brother called him out right away. He's like, what do you mean by that? You know what I mean? And so we're all, so the dog ran off to the neighbor's yard and we go over there and like, there's guys sitting around drinking at this house at the neighbor's house. And the guy who lives next door, even farther down or whatever is like, looks at my brother my brother's half black and looks at my brother and he's just like, uh, you know, you're not from around. I forgot what he said exactly, but it's like, you're not from around here. And I picked up on it right away. I looked at Richie and I'm just like, don't, you know, and you know, we were just like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? And he's just like, well, you know, your skin, your skin's a little darker. You got a permanent, permanent tan or something. Like I said to my brother, well, I don't know, maybe the guy's just being curious to where my brother's from or whatever, but it was just, it just, I don't know. Why did you have to, I don't know. My brother's comment on it was good. He just said something back about what does it matter, color, what is it, you know, this and that. And the guy was like, no, no, man, I'm cool. And I think he caught, he caught on that my brother was just like letting him know, hey, man, chill out with that shit. You know, we don't got to talk about the color of my skin right now. Like, what does that have to do with anything right now? You know what I mean? And And that makes him feel like he's being judged. You know what I mean? So... And I don't know what I mean. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. But I grew up with a little brother who's half black. And I watched a lot of people, even family members, be racist towards him because he's black. Like, he was their blood. But yet, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. And I didn't, you know, I don't really see, remember, I don't really, it didn't really settle. You know, I didn't think of that stuff when I was little. But now that I look back on it, and I was like, man, you know. Uh, I have uh, Mexican friends that a Mexican buddy of mine, my best friend, 
he's Hispanic, and I, I've seen people talk to him different, and you're just kind of like, why? You know what I mean? And then in, in custody battles, in court, I think the judges look at him, and they see, you know, a bald Mexican guy, uh, you know, who looks like life has beat his ass, and life has, man. That guy's got more combat tours than I've had. You know, he's guy, this guy has been through the shit, too, man, and that's where I met my buddy Mike, you know, was in the military, and I think I've talked about it before, but... I've seen people treat him different, like even in court, like you're like, I don't understand why this judge is like making decisions off of whatever. And that's just, you know, and it's, it's obvious. There is still racism in our country. There's still bigotry in our country. And I never deny that ever. And I never will, you know, and I'm not trying to kiss ass of fucking African-Americans or whatever, this and that. And I just try to talk real, you know what I mean? And joining the military, I got to work with everybody in diversity. And that was the coolest part about the military was the amount of diversity you got to, you know, to see. And I didn't grow up around a lot of black people. So like I got educated really fast and, uh, you know, I still walk the line still like, don't, you know, you don't say the N word or crap like that. You know what I mean? It's just disrespectful, dumb shit, you know? And, uh, I've said the N word to friends of mine, my black friends when we're talking about racial stuff and how they feel about it. And, uh, it is what it is. That doesn't give me the right to say it. That doesn't, I'm not sitting here saying I understand. You know what I mean? I'll never say I understand what anyone went through. But a, a co no, ex coworker of mine that I was in the military with posted on Facebook uh, about the NFL player that hold, held up the cue cards and, you know, people aren't listening and talking about, you know, uh, the bias in our country and the racism in our country and stuff. And I get it. Uh, no, I don't get it. <laughs> See, I keep saying I get it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to get it. And this is weird shit to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. And everybody gets tiptoes around it, and they're scared to be called a racist. You can call me a racist all you want. Because if you call me a racist, then you don't know me. You know what I mean? So if somebody... I can, I don't comment very often on Facebook or any social media about it. You know what I mean? I just kind of keep to myself because I'm not going to get in an argument with strangers. You know what I mean? If you're a friend or you know me, Come talk to me, you know, and if you ever think I'm being a bigot or I'm being racist or anything like that. Uh, anyway, well, she posted some, you know, they were all getting into this conversation about it. And there's a few other Air Force guys joking about it. And she put you, she wrote to somebody else and said something about, you know, I'm pro-black. And that's, that kind of came, that jumped out at me. And I'm just like, pro-black. Like, I get it. You have to have, be proud in your heritage, be proud in your skin color, or be, whatever. I mean, just and I commented on it, you know, and I said something about the likes of why do you have to be pro-black? Why, you know, why can't you just be pro-people? Why can't we all just get along? And I know this sounds so dumb and cliche, especially coming from a fucking white guy. It doesn't mean shit, you know what I mean? And I even told her that, like, I can't be, if I even say the words pro-white, I'm racist, instantly racist. You know what I mean? I can walk around and call myself a German-American, and I think that sounds racist. Irish-American, Irish I can do a little more. People are cool with it. If, you're, if you back your Irish, your Irish heritage, everybody's okay with that. You know what I mean? But you can't say you're pro-white. You can't say white power. Any of that stuff, you know what I mean? And I just, I just think it's, everybody needs to be on the same team. Being on two separate teams right now is just ridiculous. Like, and that's what, I think that's what the man or the government or whoever, you know, they want us to sit and just fight with each other. That way it takes our mind off of their corruption and the shit that they're doing. I sound like a fucking crazy person right now. And honestly, I'm not on painkillers. So if you guys think I'm just rambling about this because I'm on painkillers or whatever, nope. I just, I'm just going to speak out on it, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people are scared to talk about race and this and that. And it is what it is. 
And, you know, if you call me a racist, you don't know me. So I'm not afraid of being called a racist on, you can, on social media or whatever. I'm not going to be called a racist or whatever, but like, who cares? It's, you know what I mean? I'm saying if somebody calls me a racist, they're not my friend. They don't know me. You know what I mean? And then words are taken out of context. And you know what I mean? By her saying pro-black, like I actually jumped to the conclusion that, well, pro-black means you're anti-white or whatever. Well, she did kind of say that a minute. You know what I mean? Before that, she was like, well, I'm pro-black, which means I'm for everybody. She pretty much mentioned everybody but white people. Anybody who has a tint, you know, Mexicans, anybody, you know, has a different color of skin that's not Caucasian, which I felt was kind of racist too, right? Can anybody, can I say that? No, can't say that. You know, it's just, it's weird. And I just, honestly, we just need to just all be on one team and just be team Americans, team people, two sides fighting against each other, man. Left versus right, black versus white, cops versus fucking non, you know, against black people or whatever. I don't know, man. It is what it is. It is crazy to sit and just even, I don't know. I probably sound ridiculous coming from a white guy, but honestly, you can hate on me all you want, man. But I've, I've been educated by a lot of black people, Mexican people. Like I've been around it. I've been in the diversity and shit. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I never will because I'm white, but don't call me a racist because I'm white. Don't, don't think that I don't have, you know, that I don't have compassion or think about, you know, every time I've seen someone mistreat my brother, or my buddy Mike, you know what I mean, because of the color of their skin. Like, I've seen it, and I know it's true, and I know it's real. And honestly, like, all we can do, instead of being on, we kind of just get off these teams, and we all just got to be fucking nice to everybody. <laughs> if everybody was just nice to everybody, it, like, things would be so much easier. And I know that sounds way easier than it is. I don't know why you can't just be nice to people. I preach this over and over again. You know what I mean? If you run into someone, and they're an asshole to you, they're an asshole to you because of what's going on in their life and they have bad things going on in their life. So you being an asshole back to them isn't fixing them. You know what I mean? You're just piling, you're throwing tires, throwing tires on the fire. You know what I mean? So like, instead of saying, just say nothing, saying nothing is better than saying something, a smart ass comment. You know what I mean? I've been guilty of it. Don't get me wrong. Been guilty of throwing tires on fires, plenty of them. But honestly, just got to let that shit go. We just got to let go, be nice to each other. And I'm just preaching stupid shit. I'm just laying here talking. And I don't know. I don't know how we fix this fucking country, man. Everybody hates Trump, but he seems to be doing a good job. I don't know. He just There's so much going on right now. And it's like an overload of everybody's sensor. We're all just sensory overload. You know what I mean? We're looking through hate on Facebook or good on Facebook or whatever it is or fake shit. Like, oh, my God. They should just shut off social media for one month. One month. People will go crazy. I wonder what would happen. Man, I don't want to think about it. I'm addicted to social media right now too, man. So don't even try to get, you know, don't think I'm sitting here hating on everybody. Look, pfft, I dive balls deep into Facebook every day. And I type up so many comments on people's controversial shit. And you're like, not even going to send it. Don't even send it. I type up a lot and just don't send them. I think that helps me somehow. So if you guys are these weird, like, chronic poster, what was it called? Like you're a uh, spontaneous Facebook poster about your life or whatever. Like type it out and then just delete it. If you, you know what I mean? Like you don't need to put everything out there is what I'm getting at. Says the attention whore that does a podcast. But this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? What, you don't have to listen to this. I don't force anyone to listen to it. You know what I mean? My opinion doesn't need to mean shit to you, does it? It can, ed it can, it can educate 
It can make you laugh. It can make you mad maybe. But don't get mad at it. Don't get mad at my opinion. If I say something, my words should never make you mad. If they do, stop listening to me, you know, and figure out why you got mad, you know, in the first place, not blame me or blame what you hear that makes you, that's why you're angry. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, that makes no sense. In my head, it does. All this makes sense in my head. And just be nicer to each other. That's my final thought. My fucking neck hurts just from talking. <laughs> but I don't know. This, this, is, this is a weird podcast. It's number 13. It's an unlucky number. Maybe I should just skip it and just call it 14. Never mind. I'm just thinking of a Mitch Hedberg joke about number 13 being unlucky. <laughs> so should the letter B because B looks like it's scrunched together 13. Oh, I miss that guy. He was a funny comedian. Mitch Hedberg, if you guys don't know, ever heard of Mitch Hedberg? He's from Minneapolis. Look him up. He was like a really funny one-liner guy, pothead, stoner. I think he liked a lot of drugs. But thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate all of you. I love every one of you. Um, <laughs> that was deep. Do I love everybody who listens to my podcast? Maybe. I appreciate you guys for listening. And take care. Wait till the next one. Maybe the next one I won't be in any. It won't be in any pain at all. And you can get like this crazy, super energized Dave who's super excited and happy. Right now I'm pretty sore, but I needed to get one of these out. And I hope I didn't piss off a bunch of people with racial talk and shit like that. Like honestly, if you think I'm a racist, come talk to me. Like honestly, just fucking stop. Stop listening. Delete me. Block me. Or just come talk to me. I saw that on a post today. I'm stealing it from somebody. But hey, that's how I always feel really though. Uh, Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Take care.